everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna, and we have a few announcements before we get to our podcast today. We just wanted to let everyone know that we still have our end of summer sale going on. All of our documentaries are $14.99, and you can purchase the trilogy set with a one shipping charge for $44.99. And we are also taking the Path Evolution to a few other places in the fall. We are going to be hosted by the Dome Healing Center. Center in Fernandina Beach in, out in Florida on September 16th for viewing. The tickets there are $7 online, and if you show up at the door, the tickets will be $10. And then we're also heading out to Austin, Texas, and INAX will be sponsoring our screening there. It's going to be a dinner and a movie, and that is on October 18th. And then we're heading out to L.A. Very excited about this one. On Friday, October 28th, we're going to be joining MBT Events with Tom Campbell at the Hilton Garden Inn in Redondo Beach, California. And Tom is kicking off a two-day workshop there. You can get more information through mbtla.com. It's a two-day workshop. And for those of you who are attending his workshop, you can come on down and enjoy the screening of the Path Evolution and the Q&A panel with Tom Campbell, Marla Fries, Hillary Ramos, myself, and Michael Habernig. And that will will only be $10 if you're a part of the workshop event. Otherwise, it will be $20 for general admission. So we're going to be heading on the road in September, and we look forward to meeting all of you at some of these screenings. And without further ado, we have a very exciting guest today on our podcast, New York Times bestseller, Pam Grout. Welcome, Pam. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So you've written a ton of books. I believe Thank and Grow Rich, which we're going to talk about today, is the 17th book that you have written. It is. Yeah. I had so much fun reading this book, and I have a couple of uh, synchronistic stories to tell you, which I'm sure you get all the time. But oh, I the, love the stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Thank and Grow Rich, it's a 30-day experiment in shameless gratitude and unabashed joy. I love that title. Thank you. Yeah. And one of the, the first uh, synchronicities that I had with you before you even knew it was we were working with uh, your Hay House publicist actually back in December, just trying to figure out how we can coordinate schedules. And one of my clients for Christmas brought me in a book and it was your E-cubed book. Oh, excellent. <laughs> And my client didn't know this, that, you know, that I was like, that we were trying to reach out to you because we wanted to bring you on the show. And I said, well, isn't that a coincidence? And I had told her the story. So that was just a nice little sign for me back in December, letting me know that I knew you were coming on our show. So really excited to have you. Yeah, now, that's a cool story. Yeah. So um, I'd like to kind of get into uh, the book a little bit and what inspired you to do this. I know in, in part of the book, you're kind of saying to the readers, oh, another book about gratitude, but you use the words ferocious gratitude and in your face gratitude. And I absolutely love that. So can you explain to our listeners what the difference is about this book and this whole gratitude process that everyone's always talking about? Well, I think the kind of gratitude I'm talking about, it's really about changing your frequency. And there's a lot of different ways you can do it, but this is one of the easiest ways to do it. And so when I talk about gratitude, I talk about really recognizing all the beauty and the wonder that's out there in the world. And so what happens, because, you know, we're connected to this big field of infinite potentiality, literally, we um, collapse the wave of kind of an ugly world or a world that looks scary, a world that, um, you know, that, that isn't going our way. And so 
because we do that, we can make the slight little switch by starting to look for things we're grateful for and starting to look for things. And we literally change what we see. So this isn't just a matter of recounting, you know, oh, I saw a blue butterfly or whatever. I mean, this is like really, truly changing your energy field. Because when you start looking at life in a different way, it expands your possibilities and it just makes more things possible for you. Because again, once you collapse your wave to say that, oh, life's hard, life sucks, or, you know, whatever it might be, then you're pretty much stuck in that reality. So it's a way literally of opening up to a bigger reality, because there is this amazing force that we're all connected to, this force that wants to bless us, that wants to guide us, that wants to constantly interact with us, and we don't see it because we're in our little moods of, oh, everything's wrong, or trying to find the seven steps to fix this or that. I mean, we're just too busy looking for problems, and we're not seeing all this glory that surrounds us. Yeah, and the difference between kind of tuning your frequency into this gratitude and joy and also... I was hoping you could talk about the inner voice that many of us kind of battle that is kind of the nasty inner roommate. <laughs> and you had mentioned, I <laughs> yeah. love there, there was a part there where you said you took your inner voice to therapy to explain its opinions. And I was just laughing out loud. I thought that was hilarious. But can you talk about the difference? I mean, the inner voice of gratitude is, you know, is just as powerful as this negative inner voice that we sometimes have. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, see, to me, the inner voice of gratitude is actually reality. The other, the roommate, that is just this sort of um, pseudo self that we have manufactured and that we have come to listen to way too often. And we all have that voice. And I think what happens, I mean, I don't know that we ever can, can, you know, completely get rid of that voice, but when we start observing it and even observing it from a place of gratitude or at least a place of interest and curiosity, it no longer has the power that it has before. So I think by practicing gratitude and again extreme the extreme sport of gratitude it sort of keeps that little voice busy and it makes that little voice realize like wow there is a bigger world out there because um, that little voice that is constantly yammering in our head is always going to tell us that something is wrong and again a lot of us think that voice is who we are but who we really are is this part of this bigger thing that you know that we that we recognize when we get into gratitude so um, so to me, gratitude is reality. The little voice, the inner voice, the inner roommate, whatever you call it. I think, yeah, Michael Singer calls it the roommate in your head or whatever. Um, that's there, but it's not who we really are. The problem becomes when we've been paying too much attention and we actually believe that inner roommate is who we are. And that's what I was saying in the book. You know, I took it to therapy. I, you know, tried to give it a voice and I realized, wow, there's this bigger me that's out there, this bigger connection that I have. And that's the real me. And that's what, you know, by learning to practice gratitude, we hook up to this other more true reality of who we are. Right. And science is also showing us that when you kind of get on that track and you are practicing gratitude, I've seen so many like 21 day fixes or, you know, to a 21 day uh, challenge, a gratitude challenge that it's really, um, there's something there that's really changing the brain and kind of those neural pathways in the way that you're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. There was an experiment done, um, where, you know, they literally took test subjects when they were in sort of a, a happy mood. I think they called it in a good mood, but I would call like a higher frequency. And they were literally able to spot like 50% more of what they were looking for than they were able to spot when they were in a grumpy mood. Because something happens, like something happens, the neural pathways in your brain literally shut down and you cannot see 
so many things when you're in a grumpy mood. So for one thing, just being happy and getting on this higher frequency just allows you to see so much more. And I'm talking about the material world. You know, that doesn't even begin to cover the, you know, the non-material world that, again, we're really connected to. Yeah. I also um, enjoyed... Uh, I think it was on page 57, you were talking about Rain Wilson. uh, And he gave a comparison about that we have so many things in common with monkeys. And he he listed a bunch of things that he had said that were quite hilarious. But he also mentioned that spiritually, spirituality is something that we don't have in common with monkeys. Right. It's that bigger part of it itself that wants it, that wants to dream, that wants to connect. Well, I don't know. I think monkeys do connect with people in their way. But this is a way of like exciting conversations, of dreaming up new things, of imagining, of actually moving things forward. And again, it's like this bliss thing that you feel with this when you get connected to this bigger force. So that's something that, as far as we know, monkeys don't do. So that is, you know, that's that's what I call spirituality, or that's what Rain Wilson calls spirituality. And I loved that definition. So I put that in the book. Yeah, I loved it too. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, you also say the spiritual capital is getting in touch with the field of infinite possibility. And infinite possibility, that's like very big. Um, and I think sometimes, sometimes people can hear that and just feel like overwhelmed or what is this whole infinite possibility? I hear yoga teachers say it all the time in their yoga classes and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I believe that what you're referring to is really that you can be, have, and do and get anything that it is that you're aspiring to get. If you are able to, like you said, tune into this frequency of gratitude. Right, into this bigger, infinite, the field of infinite potentiality is what I call it. And, you know, quantum physics, it talks about this, this field, this field. I mean, if you look at it from just a material standpoint, I mean, look, we're on this one little planet. There are millions of galaxies out there. I mean, infinite number of galaxies. So, of course, there's infinite possibilities out there. I mean, we get so focused in on our little reality, and then we think that's it. And so I think by get, becoming more grateful and, and getting in touch with this field of infinite potentiality, because there's nothing we cannot create. I mean, it's anything we can imagine, we can create. But if we keep looking at what's here now, I mean, that's kind of old news, what's here now. I mean, we can create, we are expanding all the time. I mean, our job here on this planet is to expand the universe. I mean, that's why we're here. And sadly, so many of us are just looking at what's here and moaning and groaning and not realizing this incredible power power that we have to to create worlds literally yeah and I loved how you said the universe is your boss (laughs) (laughs) and it seems like boss is kind of telling you you need to write these books and kind of get this stuff out there to the people I mean the PR person for the universe yeah I thought yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that was great um let me see here oh there were also you basically said that you know, in the book that there really are only two steps. And one was to admit that something amazingly awesome is going to happen to you today. And step two, come to believe in blessings and miracles. Yeah, I started this. In fact, this was kind of the catalyst for this book. About the time E-squared came out, 
I had started this little, what I call AA 2.0. You know, there's the first AA, you know, the 12-step program. And of course, I'm all about smooth and easy. Let's make life fun. Let's make it easy. So what this little two-step program is, and this is really, you know, the 30-day experiment. I encourage people to do this for the 30 days. But the first step is you get up every morning, and basically it's setting an intention. But I say, this is what I say, I say, something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today. So it's like I'm setting that intention that something, and that's where the AA comes from, the amazingly awesome. And it may not be grammatically so great, but anyway, it's like, so, or you can say something magnificent is going to happen to me today. It's like you're setting up your day to look for these miracles. And then the second step of this two-step, very easy AA 2.0 is that I have what I call my possibility posse and it's five friends. And every morning I text them three blessings from the day before. And the thing that's different about this particular gratitude practice is every day these three things have to be different. So every day I'm out there, man, I'm scouting for blessings. I'm looking for blessings because I've got this possibility posse. I've got these five friends that are expecting me to send them my miracles from today. So it just kind of opens your eyes to this, um, this bigger thing that's going on. Because again, I'm a student of A Course in Miracles and the first 50 lessons are all about learning that what we think we see isn't even reality. You know, and scientists are talking about this all the time. I mean, we think we're seeing this material world, but we're seeing waves, we're seeing a frequency, and we've learned how, we've trained ourselves to see it this particular way. It's kind of just a useful tool, but it's not really the truth. And so once we give up our surety, we just know this is the way the world is. And once we sort of be willing to say, hey, you know, maybe there is something bigger going on here, um, then all kinds of mystery and magical things start happening. And again, when you get on this other frequency, I mean, like just the right book will happen to fall off the bookshelf or those happen to run into somebody at the line at the car wash. I mean, just all these things, the universe can then orchestrate miracles in your life when you let go of your really rigid beliefs about the way the world has to be. And so Course in Miracles is all about saying, you know what, maybe I've been seeing it wrong. Maybe this world I see is a product of my inner and that there could be something bigger going on. So it's just being willing. All you need is just a little bit of willingness. You know, you don't have to do much. In fact, really the less I do, the better off my life works. It's like when I try to get involved, that goes back to that little voice we were talking about. You know, this bigger thing has so much wisdom and, and so many amazing things. So, you know, the less I do, the better, the better life works. Yes, yes, I would totally agree with that. And that was also going to be one of my questions um, to you, because I noticed that there seemed to be a lot of references to the work in Course in Miracles. So I was wondering if you were a student of that as well. Um, yeah, I've been a student yeah. of A Course in Miracles for a long time. Yeah. Still a yeah. student, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know. I'm working my way through it as well. It's, it's, yeah. it's awesome. It's great. But, yeah, and one of the quotes that I love that you put in there, which reminded me some of, you know, of some of the work in Course in Miracles is that fear and anxiety cannot exist at the same time as appreciation and contentment. And right. I love that. So, yeah. yeah, and that's one of the reasons why ferocious gratitude is so important because you really can have both of the feelings at the same time. So sometimes, you know, you have to fake it till you make it with the gratitude. In fact, we were talking about this yesterday at my possibility possibly, like, do you fake it? But, you know, if you keep with a practice, like with a discipline of going ahead and looking for things to be grateful for, it's like this causative action. It's like this seed. It just starts growing, and pretty soon it becomes to feel really natural. And, you know, some days you feel it, some days you don't, but you just keep with it and then it just 
you know, it opens that door for the universe to to get in, which is what I want in my life, because it's sure heck a lot smarter than I am, a lot, you know, more, has so many more ideas and things than I do. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it's just reading something that somebody explains in a way that just hits you in the right way. I mean, I've I've studied a lot about the, you know, gratitude and practicing it, and I thought I had to really have a really good gratitude practice myself. But when I was reading your book, you challenged me, especially with the blessings, to say, it can't be the same. <laughs> and I realized, wow, you know, sometimes in my gratitude prayers, I'm kind of repeating some of the same things, you know, over and over again. Um, and hearing that step one, you know, to admit something amazingly awesome is going to happen to yourself today. I got so excited when I read that. I was like, oh my God, yes. Why don't, that sounds great. I want to say that every day. Let's see what happens. It really spiked just like a curiosity in me. So I've been practicing that um, this past week, which kind of leads me into the next story that I have for you that I wanted to share. And that you have in one of the exercises, it is, or your party games, it's number four, be astonished by useless things. <laughs> Never heard that before. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and you were kind of like explaining how to go in and just really like searching for that gratitude of what you could be grateful for. So yesterday on my way to work, I was like, all right, what's this useless thing, thing <laughs> uh, practice? How am I going to do this? And so I'm driving and I was like, all right, well, you know, I really appreciate that these people mowed their lawn, you know, I mean, I drive by these houses all, all the time and I just sent out that gratitude and I said, you know, I'm really grateful that they actually take the time to manicure and it looks beautiful and it makes my ride so much more prettier on my way to work. And I was doing that. I only have about seven miles to get there. So I uh, got into my office and I go to make myself a cup of tea. And I don't know if you're familiar with the yogi teas, but they usually give you a little message. Oh yeah. And, <laughs> and so I poured myself a cup of uh, peppermint yogi tea and I go and I look at the tab and I kid you not, it was an attitude of gratitude brings opportunities. I said, you have got to be kidding me, Pam. She is not lying <laughs> about this. Oh, that's I mean, great. Yeah, out of all out of all of the, you know, just ones that I could have picked that day, of course. And, you know, um, I was just I was laughing to myself and I'm thinking, holy crap, maybe this really does work pretty quickly because here I am practicing, you know, your techniques that you've mentioned just for a few days and trying to figure out this useless things gratitude and then get to work and then bam, there's a T and there's a message of gratitude right in my face. Oh, that's it. So well, cool. get ready for the, let the games begin because seriously, I mean, one of the things that's been so great, you know, I wrote this E-squared book three years ago and every morning I wake up to some new email from somebody that usually starts with, oh my gosh, you're never going to believe this. And so it makes it so much fun. And part of the reason I talk about, you know, talking about this a lot and doing it with other people is because when you start hearing about these miracles, it just cements your faith and you realize, wow, there really is this bare thing going on. We are not the separate entities, despite what we may want to think, we are connected to so much. And so it really is cool. And so I love that you shared that story. And again, that's my one of my greatest blessings these days is that I get to hear these kinds of stories all the time. And one of the things I've started doing on my blog, and people seem to really resonate to this, is I share some of the stories. Like if I happen to be around, I'm a travel writer, so I travel quite a bit, but if I, or I'm working on a book, but if I have some free time, I'll, you know, pick out 
two or three stories and I'll share it in a blog post and people seem to really like that. I mean, partly it's just because, you know, you hear about it, you go, wow, you know, if that happened to that person, maybe it could happen to me. So we just want to be open again. We just need a little bit of willingness to let the universe interact with us and to let us see the bigger thing. Yeah, and you also boldly said that you can guarantee that you will get at least four gifts from the universe if you get on the frequency of gratitude. And I really feel like the first one came true where you said, um, I'll just list the four for our listeners, but that there will be a personal symbol, a totem, a sign that the universe has your back. And to me, when I got into my office yesterday, that that was the sign for me. You know, I mean, it couldn't couldn't have been any more perfect. Oh, that's you also, great. Yeah. You also said that the second gift would be a magical blessing from the natural world. Uh, three would be a message from the other side. And four, a clear sign that something you've long clung to as an absolute fact is not true at all. And you said, it's kind of bold for you to say, I know that these four things can happen. You didn't know how, how they'll show up in people's, you know, worlds and how they'll manifest, but you sounded pretty, pretty like it was a guarantee that these things will happen if you get on this frequency. Well, the reason I say it with great um, gusto and with firm belief is that when you're on that frequency, I mean, four blessings is just like a minute number. You will get hundreds of blessings. I mean, so many things will happen. So many things will fall into place. So many beautiful gifts from the natural. I mean, it's just these gifts never end. I mean, it is just, you know, they're just one after another. another. So it's pretty easy for me to make that guarantee. So, I mean, if you want to stay on that frequency of, oh, life sucks and then you die, you know, you probably won't see them. But if you get on this other frequency, I guarantee you're going to start seeing some pretty amazing things happen. Yeah. And you had some great personal stories that you shared about, you know, times when you didn't actually have money and you like paid out your last hundred dollars or you had like $59 left in your account. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) bam, you know, something shows up and there's two grand, you know, a check being offered or a story for you to write, you know, that comes out of the blue. Yeah. I, in fact, I kind of joke in there. I said, out of the blue, that's kind of another synonym for the universe or God or whatever you want to call this bigger force. You know, it doesn't really matter what you call it. It just matters that you call it forth. And so, yeah, so I've had some pretty amazing things happen to me over the years. And I've always just loved this idea of, you know, being connected to the bigger thing. And like I said, I've been studying for the, um, or studying about the Course of Miracles for a really long time. So yeah, the miracles just keep going day after day after day. So it's really, really fun. In fact, it says in the Course in Miracles that if miracles aren't happening, that's what's unnatural. (laughs) You know, and miracles are normal and natural, but we have sort of created this other reality that is not normal and natural. And I think we're starting to wake up um, and I, I, at least I'm very, you know, excited about this idea that people are starting to resonate with, resonate with these ideas that we really are one, we really are connected. And it's time for us all to love, to step up our game, to, you know, start shining the light on, you know, what's possible and not on, you know, what we've seen in the past. Yeah. Now, do you have any, um, any suggestions? One of the things that I'm thinking, you know, of, of your story at that one time where you really kind of get you're face to face with really trying to practice this um, and really believing that the universe has your back and that there's something out there where there is abundance and you're not going to fail. But, you know, that example that you gave when you really almost get down to that last dollar, let's just use money for an example, and that you, you know that you have just enough money maybe to feed yourself that week. 
but to really implement that trust that a miracle will happen. I think that's a very pivotal point where it could be so easy to just completely freak out, let that inner voice come in and just not sit back and relax, but feeling like, okay, now I have to scamper to do something or the anxiety gets too high that you lose the faith and the trust that a miracle will happen. And I'm just curious to know if you have any tips on how people can kind of sit in that energy and wait and trust and see the miracle. Well, I think for me, the biggest thing is to get a little group of people together where you talk to this because then you start opening up to it. So I'm really big on what I call the possibility posse, you know, getting together with people and talking about these miracles. But because um, again, when you hear about, because really when you think about it, have you ever gone hungry? I mean, you know, those days, like some days when I'm, and, and not so much anymore, but back in the days when I was, you know, wondering where that next dollar would come from. I guess because I've always sort of been a freelancer for a really long time. I used to write for a newspaper, but I've been a freelancer for so long. So I've just seen the winds change, you know, constantly. <laughs> so for me, it's maybe a little bit easier because I know, I mean, over and over again, the universe always comes through for me, always. So for me, it's, you know, it's just as common as pie. I mean, I know that's going to happen. Um, so I guess, again, it goes back to that Course in Miracles thing, just a little bit of willingness. So a tip for, okay, well, here would be a tip. Um, whatever situation you might find yourself in and say, okay, let's use the money example and say you want to um, bring in some abundance, but it's not looking like there's any abundance. So to use the practice of gratitude, it would be to think of anything you could be grateful for that looked a little bit like abundance. I mean, here's one example. Um, I mean, you know, you might find a penny on the ground. I mean, that is an example I was going to say, but, but, you know, that's like money that just came. Um, so, so you really got to get into that, you know, get into that, get excited about that. But also if you look at the abundance of the world, I mean, like look in a square foot of grass. I mean, look at how many pieces of grass are in a square foot of grass. I mean, that is so abundant or look at a tree, how many leaves are on there. I mean, there is abundance everywhere. And once you start opening to that possibility that there is abundance everywhere and you start looking at all that's there then you again have opened up this thing like again if you're shut down and you don't have any money then you are definitely shut down because energy is money I mean or money is just a you know is, is a form of energy and it's one of those things that we've got this this dominant paradigm that it's hard to come by that it's um you know that it's limited so there's a lot of kind of dangerous or not dangerous um old-fashioned paradigms about money that we've all believed for a really long time so again i think just start small start general if you need to but just any little step in the direction that you can be grateful for that that looks like more what you're trying to intend like for example you know i had the 59 dollars, but what looked a little bit like abundance for me and i went ahead and you know put the the, you know, sent the money in for the deposit on that workshop that I wanted to go to. I mean, that was a sign of abundance. Wow, I'm, I can go to this workshop in Cape Cod. I can go. And so I went ahead in faith and just believed that I could. And again, here's the thing that we should all be so grateful for. We have all got imaginations and creativity. And so there are so many things that haven't even been invented yet. So if you really start becoming grateful for your creativity and for your imagination and for all these things that you're able to create and maybe you're not seeing it now but that's just because you're on the woe is me channel but if you start really thinking about wow look at all these cool creative things i can do or come up with like one of the practices i often encourage people to do is to come up with three ideas every day and don't put a lot of um 
you know, it doesn't have to be any good idea. Just give yourself that practice of coming up with three new ideas every day. Just three new ideas of something. I mean, it might be an idea like, oh, I'm going to take a pie over to the neighbor today. I mean, it doesn't have to be a business idea necessarily, but it gets that imagination muscle working because you really want to be using that creativity because that's where the universe, the God, field of infinite potentiality, whatever you want to call it, that's how it comes through, you know, in these ideas, in these creative projects. So it's really important to, you know, practice creativity, you know, move towards that thing that makes you feel most alive. Great. Thank you for that. that yeah. <laughs> I, I was just kind of blabbering there. I don't know if that answered your question, but anyway. yes, yes, yeah. it did. It did. And it, it really encourages me. I'm thinking like of some of my closest friends that I want to make um, to be my possibility posse. I'm going to text them afterwards and say, Hey, what do you guys think? And, you know, just try to inspire them and inspire myself. Um, so I'm excited to do that. I wanted to also just mention, um, one of the other party games, it was number 24 that I absolutely loved and it was laser love to everyone you see. And on Wednesday nights, I tune into Marianne Williamson's live stream. She's doing it down in New York city. And it's interesting because last night she did that. She was really talking about seeing, you know, the divine light in me recognizes the divine light in you. And she just had everyone in the crowd quietly just bring their gaze up and look at somebody and just think that, feel that, see that within them, and then move your gaze on to somebody else. And, you know, when I got to your party game 24, I was like, oh, wow, yeah, you know, and again, something I had never heard or thought to do. I feel like you women are making me a busy person in my day now. I'm like, you know, because when you think about how much time you have and the things that you can do, you know, just to try to raise the vibration of the universe and that the little things that we do, do really impacts it, you know, and you mentioned that in your book, and I truly believe that. But you know, how many times am I maybe just running to put gas in my car, running to grab a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts or something, and, you know, thinking about how many people I pass, and I may not even make eye contact with them. And now I'm thinking, okay, well, this this is a beautiful thing, just to feel connected with, with more humans and to actually make eye contact when I'm paying, but to also hold that intention of lasering love to people that I can make eye contact with. So can you talk a little bit more about that party game? Because that really impacted me. Well, that's such a beautiful thing. I'm so glad you like that one because to me, that's what's so important. You know, here we are sharing the planet with all these people and there's so much potential love here. You know, I think what's happened is we've zeroed in on love with one single person, but you know, there's just this love and we can love everyone. And it really does uplift the vibration of the entire planet. And because we are all connected, I mean, even getting happier, being more grateful, just alone by yourself affects the planet. But then when you, you know, make eye contact with someone and laser love to someone that they're going to feel that. I mean, it's amazing. If you start doing that, people will look over your way and go like, wow, I just felt something. But it's, it's not just about that person. It's about this connection we have to everyone. And so I think so many people right now are like in fear and doubt and, and that's the energy that they're putting out. So when you start putting out love like that, I mean, just something simple like a smile to someone or looking someone in the eyeballs, I mean, it's a beautiful thing and it's a powerful thing. And you do it for them, but you also do it for yourself because it makes you feel better. It makes you realize, I mean, that talk about abundance. I mean, look at all these potential friends that are out there that we can love. I mean, and that's what we want to do. We want to love. You know, we think we want to get love. We just want to love. We just want to give. I mean, that is who we really are. That is, 
you know, that that inner roommate that we were talking about, that little voice, that's like telling us, oh, no, no, you've got to be scared. You know, that person might hurt you or they may not like you or whatever. That's what that little voice will tell you. But in reality, these are all these amazing new friends that you can um, that you can have. And, and just this feeling of love, it just feels so good to love. Yeah. And you never really know like where a person is at in their day. And sometimes that can just make a world of difference. I have a couple of personal stories where I was just not in a good space and either I got a compliment from a complete stranger and, and actually one happened where, um, a man in a convenience store noticed my eyes. I have blue eyes and he just looked over at me and he said, your eyes are so blue. They're beautiful. Are they real? Or are you wearing contacts? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not wearing contacts. And at the time it was, I don't know, I was in my twenties and something had happened and I was just feeling really low and bad about myself. And I felt like that person was an angel for me that day. You know, it just felt like so good. I felt like somebody actually saw me. I was, I was feeling recognized. I was complimented. And for somebody to take time out in a convenience store to look at my eyes. So when I read that party game, it reminded me of how on that day that felt really good and, you know, kind of lifted my spirit. So you never know where people are, but if we can make that connection, I think that that that's awesome. Um, so I, I thank you for that one. And uh, the other the other thing that I wanted to talk about, too, was uh, party game number 22. Thank your possessions. And um you know, I think sometimes as we're trying to move down a spiritual path that sometimes we realize that the possessions, it isn't the things that we have that, you know, we don't come so accustomed to needing the next brand new car or the designer bag. But if we do have those things, I thought this was such a nice practice to actually show appreciation for the beautiful high heels or the nice dress or this, you know, really nice fancy car that can take you to work and shines and brings attention to you. But I like that you have this activity to give gratitude to the things that you do own if you are somebody that, you know, likes to be around a lot of possessions. Right. And even it's whatever you're around, you know, to, because I mean, when you think about it, you know, that coat that you have, whether it's a beautiful coat or an ugly coat, I mean, it keeps you warm in the winter, you know, so it's, it's, it's worthy to be grateful for it. And I, I, it was inspired by Marie Kondo's book, you know, and she's from Japan. And I was just in Japan last October, I'm giving a workshop and over there, they believe that everything has energy. Well, I mean, I do too, but I mean, like everything has a spirit, you know, like there's the spirit of the tree or the spirit of the, the book, the spirit of the, you know, the telephone, the spirit of the computer. So everything has spirit. So by thinking it, I mean, it does two things. It makes that thing serve you better. According to Marie Kondo, it actually makes the clothes last longer if you're thanking them. Um, so, so not only does it do that, but it also raises your vibration. It makes you feel more of that love. And so just being thankful for everything. There's a guy over in Japan who inspired me, um, and gave me this gold coin. He's one of, he's supposedly like the Warren Buffett of Japan. I mean, he's a real, you know, wealthy guy who invested and all this stuff, but he now is just all about giving, giving, giving. And he just says arigato, which of course means thank you in Japan over and over and over again every day. And anybody that comes to him and says, hey, I need some help, whatever, whatever, he'll just encourage them to start saying arigato, arigato, and just start thanking everything. And it just it just makes you feel different. And then as you start feeling different, as your vibration changes, your life changes. I mean, the inner always affects the outer. It's, it's amazing how it starts happening. 
Yes. I, I read Maria's book too. I think it was last year and she made me fold my socks differently, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, cause I would just like kind of take them, bunch them up and stuff. And then when I read her book and, you know, and the whole concept, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, let me fold them in a different way. And, you know, I went through the whole process that, that she suggested. So, um, yeah, that, that, that was a fun book to read too. And uh, I know that we're starting to come close to the end here, but another thing that just kind of struck me, you have a section in the book where you're talking about how laughter is really important. And uh, you actually quoted that the Web of Science database lists 6,447 published papers on fear and only 175 on laughter. And I was so shocked about that. It's like, wow. And yeah, why aren't we doing to laugh? I mean, it just feels so good when I'm laughing and I, I think everyone would feel like, but you know, when do we quit laughing? I, I don't know if I put this in the book, but I heard a thing one time too, where, you know, kids will laugh. I can't remember how many times a day, but adults, by the time they're, you know, 21, they're only laughing one or two times a day, you know, so we, we forget to laugh. We forget to enjoy ourselves. And that's, you know, I think one of the big problems, we start taking everything so darn seriously. And again, that just closes us down and doesn't let us open to this bigger thing. So laughing is a powerful practice. Yes, absolutely. And what would you say, what's your biggest takeaway for this book? Um, anything that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Well, let's see. I think the biggest thing really is that there is so much more out there. There is so much more possible for all of us. I don't care what, who you are, what you're doing. There is a whole lot more possible. And as you start looking at the world with, from a place of gratitude, from a place of wonder and awe, more and more opens up to you. I mean, we haven't even begun to scratch the surface. So I guess, um, you know, maybe my number one takeaway would be just to be excited about how much is possible. Um, so, so yeah, I guess that would be my number one takeaway. And I think you're one of the first interviews I've done on this. So I guess I need to, um, you know, sit down and write my exact takeaway. So I'll have that little succinct thing I can say to people, but, but anyway, that, that's kind of a good, that sounded okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounded great. And, you know, I really found that your, your book just really is giving us as the readers permission to have fun. You know, there, there was a very fun element. I laughed throughout it. I think you're a great writer. Um, I love your sense of humor. It's that sense of humor is the type that really makes me laugh out loud. So, you know, I found myself doing that through a lot of, of the book and I really enjoyed it. So I oh, want to thank, thank you. Thank you so much. That's good to hear. Well, and, and the other thing, too, with the party games, you also have kind of a fun challenge. And I did do this with my picture of the my uh, my teacup with uh, the gratitude quote that was on it, but that you can hashtag it. Hashtag pictures when this stuff comes up in your life. Um, hashtag think and grow rich. Oh, cool. Did you put it? Did you put it on Instagram or? Yeah, I did. Oh, excellent. You know, I'm sort of a newbie to um, Instagram, but um, I think that that'll be fun. I, I've sort of I've, I've like put like 18 pictures up there or something. Though. But anyway, I need to learn about how to do it. And I'm so happy that people are actually doing it. So I'll have to look for your your picture. Cool. Thank you yeah. for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much, Pam. And I have to say that you know, today your interview was actually one of my blessings. So I woke up this morning and I did say that something amazingly awesome is going to happen. And I knew that we were going to speak to you anyway, but that would definitely have made my list for my possibility posse for tomorrow. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. And you've made my list today too. So, hey. 
All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Pam. We wish you a lot of luck with this book. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at vimeo.com, guyamtv.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at thepastseries. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show.